Hello everybody, welcome to episode 83 of the Canberra Football Show. Another intense week of footballing action where some teams broke away from some others and then in certain cases teams catching up to other people as well. Uh, it's been a very interesting uh, f- uh, weekend like it always is in Canberra football. Michael, how's it going? And uh, yeah, some good action over the weekend we're breaking down today. Yeah, certainly some good action and uh 83 episodes in as well, which is always, uh, you know, it's always good to sort of tick the episodes off the list. We're creeping closer and closer to the century mark, which is obviously uh, a very exciting. Still a little bit of time to go before we get there, but it's certainly within our sights uh, in the in the future. Just before we get into the, the action from this past weekend, Matt, I thought it was important to bring to light, and I'm sure you know, the Canberra community, particularly the football uh, community, would have seen Russ's, uh, Russ Gibbs's post on Facebook uh, over the past day. But we, you know, on behalf of myself and you, Matt, and Eminem Podcast, we would like to, you know, send our condolences uh, to the sad passing of uh, Cameron Shelton, uh, who sadly passed away with his battle from cancer you know a, a great uh person in the football community particularly in the refereeing scene so he will be sorely missed and we just want to express our uh condolences uh to his family at this tough time i'll sort of kick things off with mpl action we'll get into our first game from this past weekend and it was west canberra wanderers 2 canberra croatia 4 Truman and Young on the score sheet for West Canberra. For Canberra Croatia, it was Barach, Ahmed Shabu, and Vanderpol with a double late on. So it was a good start for Canberra Croatia in this one after 11 minutes, thanks to Barach scoring a a great header to give the visitors the lead. Uh, but a brilliant goal on the counter-attack got West Canberra level in this one thanks to Truman so it was a very nice goal and some positive signs there for West Canberra in what has been a struggle season for them uh, a free kick uh, that was taken from outside the box uh, should have been saved by the keeper but it saw Canberra Croatia regain the lead through Ahmed Shobu to make it 2-1 but again as West Canberra's you know, they made a very good start to the second half. They were rewarded after Young scored a great looping header over the goalkeeper to make it 2-2. So in this match, they had obviously done themselves, you know, really good justice by being behind twice, but being able to sort of find the will and determination to get themselves back into the game on a couple of occasions. And, you know, it certainly looked like from that point after it was 2-2 that the match possibly could have ended in a draw, you know, and that obviously would have been a big step forward for West Canberra considering where they're sitting in the table. But that's when Canberra Croatia's experience, I think, really shone through in this moment, Matt. And they made it 3-2 after a well-worked move, was uh, finished off by Vanderpol, and some great football resulted in them getting their fourth goal of the match and Vanderpol's second of the game. So two goals in the space of three minutes towards the end of the game for Vanderpol proved to be the difference and gets Canberra Croatia the three points in this match. The result means Canberra Croatia still sits sixth on the ladder, 
Matt, but no doubt a very important victory for them whilst versus Canberra remain winless and bottom of the league. So a very tough result for them to take, but obviously some positives they can take out of it as well, like showing the resilience and character to come back from behind twice, but they just need to obviously turn that into some winning results. Matt, what was our next match? Uh, a very entertaining clash between these two teams. One of the fixtures that we certainly had an eye on leading into this uh, past weekend. We certainly did. I just want to say well done to young Noah Vanderpol. They're a huge coming off the bench and scoring two goals to win you the match, especially when Canberra Croatia needed that win as they go within three points of Manara, like you mentioned. So well done to Vanderpol. there. Next up was a match that Russ and I were commentating on. It was Gungali United against Tigers FC. We call this one from the AAS. Now, the match started um, in interesting circumstances as there was a red card within the first four minutes of the match uh, as Gungalian keeper Jamie Lee Guo um, lost the ball outside the box to Gillespie. Gillespie ran past him and he grabbed the shirt and held him back. Uh, so it was always going to be a send-off in that regard. Incoming keeper, Noah Cross, um, replaced him. And that was his MPL debut as well. So congratulations to Noah Cross. And an interesting tidbit Russ sort of mentioned was this was the first time this season that in the MPL that Chris Cajano had actually named a reserve keeper in the squad. So I guess it sort of worked out, didn't it, that um, he named a reserve keeper in that regard as he was able to come on. And did quite well. Unfortunately for him, though, the first thing he had to do was to try and defend, uh, try and keep out of Josh Kolevsky free kick, which is always hard to do. And that's exactly what uh, Josh Kolevsky was able to do. He smacked an absolute bullet um, past the keeper through the wall. A very good free kick from Golevsky. And despite the numerical disadvantage, though, for Gunners and going behind as well, uh, they didn't look phased at all. They kept playing their game. They kept pressing Tigers. They kept possession. And they were playing like they still had a full 11. Uh, so credit to Gagalan there. And they were rewarded for their efforts in the 32nd minutes. Tom McLaughlin smacked smacked it first time after a failed clearance and rammed home a terrific shot in the top left corner. Another stunning goal. Go look at all these goals on Bar TV Sports. All three of them today were absolute stunners. And three minutes after this, Gungarland continued that momentum as Josh Gaspari stepped up from the free kick and unleashed a fantastic looping free kick in the top left corner. Another fantastic one here for the compendium of the season. We've seen so many great goals so far, so many great free kicks. This one just adds to it as well. Uh, Tigers started the second half brighter than they ended that first half. Uh, they had some chances uh, early on, as did Gungarland. But Gungarland in the second half naturally sort of conserve their energy a bit more uh, because uh, with 10 men, it's a little difficult to play that high tempo that they were in the first half of the entire game. However, they picked their chances um, here and there very well. And then near the end of the match, they kept pushing as well. Uh, Tiger, um, but However, uh, both sides had chances. However, it did end 2-1 uh, as it did at the end of the first half. Tigers are now level with Olympic as of this defeat and Olympics draw. Uh, as you're about to mention, Sue, Michael. However, Tigers do have that edge on goal difference. Uh, the two table toppers have the chance for either side to break away next week as they will face each other. Big win for Gungalan, though, as they close in on the table toppers, those two teams we just mentioned. 
uh, with 20 points. So that means they're only two points off those top two teams. Uh, and they're also tied on points with the O'Connor Knights. So as I mentioned there, Michael, you're about to mention one of those games I mentioned that just happened, but immediately we're getting quite an interesting top four race with a possibility really of six teams competing for that top four. Yeah, that's right. Certainly after this result, Matt, a draw between Canberra, Olympic and Tuggeranong United, 2-2 in this match. Popovich and James on the score sheet for Olympic. Walker and Stevens on the score sheet for the visitors. So it was an entertaining clash in O'Connor, especially in the first half. That's where all the goals came from between these two sides. Uh, a simple ball caused uh, absolute havoc over the top for Tuggeranong as Popovich scored yet again to continue his fine form in front of goal this season, Matt. Their lead didn't last long, though, as Togonon got themselves a level from the penalty spot uh, to make it 1-1. Togonon would then, unfortunately, shoot themselves in the foot after scoring a penalty at one end. They then uh, conceded one at the other, to which Popovich took, but it was actually saved by the goalkeeper. But James followed up brilliantly on the rebound to make it 2-1 to Olympic in what was a very entertaining first half of football to say the least. But again, Tuggeranong didn't give in. They didn't give up. They got themselves back a level again in this game after a fantastic cross round Stevens to side foot home and make it 2-2. So no goals in the second period. I think really, really went to show how teams fix things up. Uh, both the teams, sorry, they how they fix things up at the back. Uh, uh, making them, themselves more assured in defence, not letting sort of any gaps uh, or too big of spaces uh, to be created uh, so that they could be capitalised on. It looked like both teams really improved in the defensive aspect of the game. So what this means uh, in terms of the league standings, Matt, and you sort of had briefly uh, touched on it there. Uh, Tuggeranong United, it's huge... For them in terms of, you know, finally getting another point to add to their tally, uh, it still means that they're second last, but you've got Canberra Olympic uh, who are second on the table, but it really is becoming a fascinating race to finish inside the top four. Still plenty of games to be played as well. So we'll no doubt see a lot of changes in terms of the league table over the next few weeks and going into the future as well. Matt, what was our last match uh, of MPL action? A very tightly contested match, but a huge win for the away team in this one. It certainly was. And before the match, both sides knew where they would place if they got a result in this one. So it was huge in that regard. Uh, it was the O'Connor Knights who opened the scoring via a cool, calm and collected Michael Adams penalty, sending Jordan Thurtell, um the other way. Less than five minutes later, Minara had a chance at the other end as Rocco Stricker, uh, as a Rocco Stricker header hit the post, but Sebarans was there to save the rebound. O'Connor Knights in the second half were reduced to ten men as Connor Bill received a second yellow card with a little over an hour, uh, with a little over half an hour remaining, and just before that, uh, Lachlan Fields came off with a quad injury. So at this point, uh, despite O'Connor looking quite good up until this point, and obviously having the lead. Um, there was a short period here where they had to do a bit of work um, to overcome the last half hour. But as you could tell by the one-year result, they did. Minara did push uh, a bit more uh, naturally with that numerical advantage. 
However, O'Connor put in an absolutely superb defensive performance to close out the last half an hour. Not to mention they had some chances themselves as well, uh, despite that numerical disadvantage. Um, the great defensive performance, I thought, was sort of summed up right at the end by a fantastic defensive tackle and clearance from James Driscoll as uh, Monaro made one of their last-ditch um, counterattacks. And it seemed like uh, Stricker had everyone beat down that right-hand side, but Driscoll was just able to uh, do a really good job and clear it. Uh, this loss for Monaro means that they still remain in fifth. However, they're now five points behind the top four. So it could be uh, proved to be a crucial loss for them. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, they now also lead sixth place Croatia by only three points instead of six points like they were last week. And as it always happens when these sort of things happen, both of those teams are playing next week. So there's a lot to play for there. Uh, however, overall, it was a massive win for O'Connor as they keep pace with Bengal and United, uh, who are now tied on points. And obviously, they're both two points off Tigers and Olympic, as I mentioned before. Very well hard-fought victory for O'Connor. Great display in general. Also great dis defensive display in that last half an hour uh, with that numerical disadvantage. And also big for the title race, as I mentioned, with only two points separating that entire top four at the moment. And as I mentioned that, Michael, we name drop quite a few of those fixtures in there right away because immediately there's a lot to look forward to next week and a lot of interesting um, taglines that we mentioned before. What are the matches in full for this weekend in the NPL? Yeah, so for the round 11 fixtures, Matt, we kick things off with Tigers FC up against Canberra Olympic. That's going to be a huge game there. Saturday, June 24th, 3pm at AIS, Grassfield 2. We then have Tuggeranong United up against West Canberra Wanderers, Saturday, June 24th, 5pm at Canberra 201. Canberra Croatia will then play host to Monaro Panthers in what is always a feisty encounter. That one will be played on Sunday, June 25, 3pm at Deakin Stadium. And lastly, we have Gungahlin United up against O'Connor Knights. Two, two teams in some great forms at this moment in time, Matt. This will be an absolute cracker. Sunday, another Sunday kickoff, June 25th, 3 p.m. at AOS Grassfield 2. So some really good fixtures to look forward to in the MPL for round 11 this coming weekend. But Matt, we'll transition now into some MPLW action and we kick things off with a huge, huge win for Belcon United away from home against West Canberra Wanderers. It was 10-0 to Belconnen on this occasion. It was Reif Muller with two, Cram with three goals, Backhouse with three goals, and Steinacker with one, and Ewan with a goal as well. So it just goes to show that this match was an absolute onslaught from Belconnen United in this encounter. Some really good goals as well, Matt, uh, scored by Belconnen. But the one that stood out for me in particular was their seventh. It was a absolutely outrageous goal from outside the box hit with such pace and power so it was a fantastic goal you know they showed exactly why they want to be considered uh top dogs in this league uh this season matt belconnor united are playing some of their best football at the moment and you could say that 
in terms of their performances and the results, this is probably the best we've seen of them for a couple of years now, most definitely. They seem to be playing at a really high level and that's exactly what they did in this encounter. It seemed that everything was just clicking for them in terms of whatever they got into the final third seemed to result in the ball being in the back of the net. So it just goes to show how well things are going for Belconnen United. And I touched on the goal scorers there. You've got, you know, two hat-tricks for Cram and Backhouse in forward, in the forward areas for Belconnen. So they showed ex exactly how deadly they were in front of goal in this match. And it shows the attacking talent that they have at their disposal as well and that they're a real threat to obviously capture the league this season. Uh, obviously, as well, having already picked up some silverware earlier on as well. So confidence is at an all-time high for Belcon and United. They played extremely well. And, I mean, for West Canberra Wanderers in this encounter, Matt, obviously a devastating scoreline to suffer. We know the struggles that they've been enduring this season and... It's something that you never like to see considering the success that they managed to put together last season where they were a very solid outfit. And obviously, due to numerous different circumstances, uh, they just aren't at that level again this season. But it's always important just to keep your head high and you know have, have that belief you know, inside that things can possibly turn around with you know, just a goal or getting a result of any kind. So for West Canberra, it'll just be about putting this game straight behind them and moving forward, as we've, you know, said over the years doing this podcast uh, when there have been huge results uh, and you're sort of on the other end of those big results in, in the worst way possible. So it's just a matter of West Canberra Wanderers trying to find a bit of confidence. But Belconnen United are looking really good, Matt. And uh, we'll see how long they can continue this fine form for, especially when they come up against the likes again of, you know, Canberra Croatia and, and Canberra Olympic, to say the least. I mean, you throw Gungahlin United in there and CUA is playing well and even ANUW have, have put together some really good performances as well. Uh, I'll get into it a bit later with Tug. United too so it's a, still a very good and solid competition very high quality and we'll have to wait and see what happens in the future but for right now at this moment in time Belcon United absolutely on fire. Matt you want to get into our next match a very very close and contested matchup maybe it's not what a lot of people thought in terms of it being as close as it was but nevertheless it was an, it proved to be an important victory for a particular side. Yeah, and um, yeah, look, what you said is probably true in terms of ANUW, though. Uh, they would be thinking, well, we got a point from Belconnen at that very ground at home, and Belconnen were in red hot form at the time as well. So I'm sure they went in with that mentality that they can get something out of it if they put the work in. They certainly put the work in in this one. Unfortunately for them, it was Canberra Olympic. They came out 1-0 winners. Olympic were quite close to opening the scoring in the first half. Um, as a corner from them, was nearly curled in as it ricocheted off the keeper and then hit the post and then out. Olympic opened the scoring four minutes before halftime as Janet King booted a looming ball for none, none other than Madison Kasia to run onto. She won the ball and then blasted a very nice shot 
um, from the corner of the box over the top of the keeper. This is her fourth goal of the campaign. Also fourth goal in two games as well, if I'm not mistaken, for the 14-year-old uh, who made the news. I saw people sharing that video on Facebook, um, the win news uh, locally there. So um, the 14-year-old has definitely made a massive impact since making her debut. I think it was a little over a month ago, um, if I'm not mistaken. So well done to her. Uh, another close second stanza uh, was played out in this one. A and UW were very close to leveling uh, themselves as Sheridan McKelligot struck a fantastic ball from a free kick uh, from just outside the box, which hit the top of the crossbar. The keeper wasn't getting to that one, so it was the crossbar that made that save. A and UW remain in sixth place, uh, two above seven, uh, two points above seventh place Wanderers. However, due to CUA's win, they now remain nine points off fifth, which probably is a little harsh in terms of uh, the way they've been playing uh, ANU because they've definitely been playing probably better than what they're standing show. Um, however, they have a bit to make up now in terms of that spot. And the points, a crucial win for Canberra Olympic as they now go sole top of the table with 23 points due to Gungahlin's draw. Uh, sorry, due to Gungahlin's loss, which we'll mention soon. Uh and it was also important considering that they have the likes of Bell Connor, like you just mentioned, breathing down their necks, one point behind them in second place. And then, as mentioned before, Canberra Croatia and Gangala United are three points behind them, both tied in third place. So quite a week for the title race, Michael, as one drops out of tied first and Olympic go sole top. And another team keeping pace, Michael, also got a big victory. Yeah, they did. Canberra Croatia 4-1 against Tuggeranong United. Palombi, Fensum and Mazis with a double for Canberra Croatia and for Tuggeranong United, Wood got on the score sheet. So, like you said, a good win for Canberra Croatia in this game. You know, Tuggeranong, you know, they proved to be uh, resilient as a whole, but particularly at the start of this game, you know, they kept Canberra Croatia out for a large part of the first half, but that lasted until the 34th minute when Palombi scored following a fantastic through ball that was put in her path in behind the defence to make it 1-0. And then Fenson made it 2-0 a couple of minutes later after a great in-swinging corner for her to get her head on. And then that was it in terms of the first half action. But Tuggeranong United scored right out the gate Matt, after the restart, you couldn't ask for a better start to the second half to try and get yourself back in the game. And that's exactly what they did, thanks to a volley from Wood inside the box. And it was great lead-up play from Tuggeranong United as well, just to go to show the developments and strides that they've made forward in terms of their football and how they attack. And, you know, Marzis, though, would, you know, make it 3-1 only a couple minutes later. So it's sort of... You know, Tuggeranong United sort of shot themselves in the foot in that instance by working hard to obviously reduce the deficit to 2-1 right after halftime, but then they concede and make it, you know, they're down 3-1 up a couple of minutes later. And then Tuggeranong, they almost pulled another goal back, Matt, after striking the post, but Canberra Croatia would eventually go on to grab their fourth goal thanks to Mazes scoring her second goal of the match. So a great win for Canberra Croatia in this instance. And for Tuggeranong United, though, you know, despite the 4-1, it 
scoreline. I thought they did very, very well. And, you know, they were unlucky not to get more than one goal in this game. So some very positive signs as they continue to develop under Paulo Romero. Matt, who have we got next up? Another very entertaining uh, clash. A few eyebrows probably raised at this result uh, as well. Yeah, and um, considering the midweek match, despite the qualities of the CUA and how well Gungali and I have been doing recently, uh, this can probably be considered an upset. Um, and the match I mentioned earlier was a replay, sorry, a re um, a rescheduled match. This exact same one, it was, and it was played midweek, I believe, on Wednesday. Three nil winners were Gungali United. But this time round, Canberra United Academy were able to turn it around and have a 2-1 victory in this one. Uh, 13 minutes into the second half, uh, COA opened the scoring through Alyssa DiCampoli, who received the ball uh, from a cutback and did not waste the opportunity by placing it in the back of the net. Gungali United were able to strike back, though, with 12 minutes left to go as Ginger Oliver pounced on a loose ball in front of goal to make it 1-1. CUA, though, they were, they were determined to get their first victory over Gunners this season and make up for the midweek loss, and they put themselves back in the lead eight minutes later as Maya Osmond won the ball in the box and turned her marker, unleashed a shot for the bottom left corner. This loss for Gungala means that they drop from tied first to tied third with Canberra Croatia, um, the Deacon side sl- uh, have the edge on goal difference and as mentioned both sides I believe are three points behind Can- Canberra Olympic big win from the CUA though as they remain in fifth place uh, however they do close the gap on Gungahlin to five points um, which is also the gap that they need to make up if they are to break into the top four so well done to the CUA big victory against a red hot Form in um, Gangal and United and big strides if they are to make up the difference and the top four. So well done to Matty Moore's side there. Uh, Michael, we mentioned how this title race is week by week, a fascinating encounter. What are the installments in that title race and the other matches in round 11 this weekend? Yeah, so the round 11 fixtures, Matt, we've got Canberra Olympic up against CUA, that's going to be a great match, I feel. Uh, that one will be played Sunday, June 25th, 2.30pm at O'Connor, enclosed. We then have ANUWFC up against West Canberra Wanderers, Sunday, 25th of June, 3pm at ANU South Oval. O'Connor United played Tuggeranong United, Sunday, June 25th, 3pm at McKellar Park. And Gungahlin United will take on Canberra Croatia, that's going to be a cracker. Sunday, June 25th, 3pm at Gungahlin in close. Some, some, so some very, very entertaining fixtures on the horizon for MPLW this coming weekend. Be sure to check out all the action as always. It's going to be a great weekend uh, of football in the MPLW competition. Matt, we'll switch our focus to CPL action now. Our first game... A great result uh, again for the for the home team who are playing very very well uh, this season, aren't they? 
They certainly are. The team, Both teams from the Riverine are doing very well as their first and second at the moment, as we'll mention a little later. But this match was the Battle of the Black and White Stripes as Wagga City Wanderers defeated Canberra Juventus 3-1. It was a pretty close first half from all accounts, um, with neither side scoring the first 45 minutes. It was the home side that uh, would have a two-goal sprint in the space of two minutes in the second half to take the lead. Morris Cazzola was the first to score in the 52nd minute, and then Jake Plongis in the 54th. Both goal scorers uh, feature heavily on the goal-scoring ranks at the moment in CPL. This was Cazzola's 10th uh, goal of the season, so he's reached double digits, and he extends his lead at the top of the goal-scoring charts by two. And Jake Plongis's strike was his seventh of the season. So both players in red-hot form, along with their side in general in Wagga, that are as well. Uh, there was an own goal by Logan Flanagan, which halved the deficit for Canberra Juventus, giving them uh, a glimmer of hope for a comeback in this one. Unfortunately for them, though, uh, it was answered nearly immediately by the hosts as Chase Donetto scored immediately after the kickoff to give his side a 3-1 lead. Unfortunately for Juventus, they weren't able to go back-to-back -back after getting a big victory last week against Belconnen United. So this uh, loss means they're still in tied seventh place with White Eagles, uh, with the latter having the edge on goal difference. Wagga, on the other hand, gain a crucial victory as they break away from third place ANU uh, by two points. Wagga remain four points behind their Riverina, rival, uh, their Riverina rivals, Ugali in first. Whenever I say that, I always say Rhino, so i gotta, I got to write that differently next time. Oh, that's a good one, Matt. Uh, I love but it. But it'd be relevant. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Uh, but nevertheless, Matt, we'll move on to our next game. What a game this was in terms of, you know, top four implications and whatnot. Six-goal thriller. You have Queanbeyan City 3, ANU FC 3. What a game. Uh, Delahi with a double. Uh, Tchaikovsky uh, with a goal as well. And for ANU, it was Spears with a double and... Uh, Sabkovic, uh with uh, the own goal there. So 3-3, three, three, like I said, what a game this was. Absolutely amazing. You know, Queanbeyan, you know, get off to a great start in the first stanza from Delaki, you know, scoring in the ninth minute. So just the sort of response that Queanbeyan would have wanted heading into this crucial match. But ANU answered back nine minutes later to make it 1-1 as Spears... Scored down the other other end. Uh, Savkovic scored an own goal, giving ANU the edge and lead uh, half an hour into uh, the contest, Matt. You know, Queanbeyan uh, were, de were determined uh, to get back uh, into the break, uh, not behind. So, you know, they scored via Abdullahi again in the 41st minute to make it 2-2. So four goals in the first half in this match goes to show just how both teams were really determined to try and, you know, score some goals and separate themselves, but they found themselves level at the halftime interval. You know, a hard-fought battle between these two sides continued well into the second half. You know, it was ANU who would uh, strike first, uh, this time through Spears, continuing his fine form, you know, tallying uh, his brace for the match and his sixth for the campaign. So it goes to show how well he's playing this season. And 
for Queanbeyan. You know, they came from behind again to level the match at 3-3 via Nikola Trokovsky seven minutes later. And this would be the last goal of the encounter as they share the spoils in a magnificent 3-3 draw, probably one of the games of the CPL season so far. So the result for ANU means they fall two points behind second place Wagga and remain six points off first place Yugali as they sit in third place. Uh, Queanbeyan gained an important point to stay solely in the top four, uh, one point ahead of Belconnen United. However, they fall further adrift from top spot by, by seven points now. So it goes to show that you know things are starting to take shape in the CPL competition, but nevertheless... A great game on display over there in Queanbeyan between these two sides that typically always put on an entertaining match when it comes to facing each other. Matt, do you want to get into our next game? A very good result from the other Riverina side you mentioned that is doing very well this season on the road. Yep, doing very well on the road and just winning in general, another close encounter in the first half here with White Eagles holding out uh, the side in form uh, to begin with uh, in that first stanza. Ugali pounced uh, back in the second half, though, scoring three goals in the space of seven minutes, so very quick blitz there for them uh, via a Josh DeRossi brace and player coach Darren Bailey getting on the score sheet as well. This is DeRossi's sixth goal of the campaign. And Bailey goes tied second at the top of the goal scoring charts with eight goals. So both players very much in form at the moment. Ugali sealed the victory with a goal deep into stoppage time to make it four, uh, to make it four nil. That was via Mason Donadell in the 94th minute. Uh, immediately, though, uh, White Eagles uh, answered with a goal of their own to end the match via Tony Angel Koski scoring his second goal of the season. A tough loss for White Eagles against the in-form table toppers. Naturally, that's always going to be a tough game. Uh, They do remain in seventh place, tied with Juventus. But as mentioned in the Juventus wrap-up, White Eagles do have the edge on goal difference. Ugali extended their unbeaten run to eight games now, uh, not losing a match since they lost to Queanbeyan City in round two. So they remain at the summit of the CPL, as mentioned before, by four points over second place, six points over third place, and seven points over fourth place. So, Michael, uh, Ugali uh, not only doing well at home, on the road, but just in general, they are in red-hot form and they look like the team to beat as we head into round 11. What is the next match we have? And both of these sides, another crucial match as they're trying to close the gap on the top four as well. That's right, Matt. It was a huge win for Belcon United uh, against Brindabella Blues, 2-1. Daddario on the score sheet for Belcon United and Kemp. And for the Blues, it was a familiar face in Scafer getting on the score sheet for the away outfit. It was a strong half from the Blue Devils, Matt, you know, saw them score two goals via uh, Daddario for his first of the season. And Kemp scored 22 minutes later to make it 2-0 going to the halftime break. So it's just the sort of result that they would have wanted heading into the halftime break, especially considering their results 
recently Belcon and United. So that would have done them a whole lot of good and had their confidence at an extreme high. But, you know, Brindy's, and we know that they have that fighting spirit and that they're never going to back down. And, you know, they're half the deficit by none other than Curtis Schaefer for his fifth goal of the season with half an hour to play. You know, it was another close half. They do it, however. Brindy's just weren't able to find that leveler before full time. And it means now that they dropped to sixth, uh, two points behind Belko and three points behind the top four. So they're only three points away. Not all doom and gloom. They're still right there in the top four picture. But as I mentioned, you know, a very important win for Belconnen as they leapfrog Brindy's, sorry, as mentioned, uh, just then into fifth place. And they're now just one point off the top four, like it was mentioned prior. However, they are eight points off first place. The deficit can probably be made up considering there's still quite a few games to be played this season. But once a team starts getting on a roll, like the two Riverina sides have been in particular, you know, dropping points is something that may not come very often at all. So, and if they do, you've got to make sure that you capitalize and win your match to close the deficit. So we'll see what happens if the table in fact stays as it is from this moment onwards going into the end of the season. But you can guarantee that there will be some changes in the table uh, going forward, that's for sure. Just given all the quality that's in the league and how close teams are actually together in terms of the quality, we, we should expect you know nothing to be settled, certainly at this point of the season. Very entertaining CPL football for absolute sure, Matt. Do you want to get into our CPL round 11 fixtures? There's some cracking ones like the first one you'll get into right now. Indeed, and that is round 11. And the one you're mentioning is Queanbeyan City against Canberra White Eagles, the Balkan Derby, Saturday, June 24, 3 p.m. at High Street in Queanbeyan. Then we have Brindabella Blues against second place Wagga City Wanderers, Saturday, June 24, 3 p.m. at Ipen Park in Corwell. Then we have Belcon United hosting the tabletoppers Ugali SC Saturday, June 24th, 3 p.m. at McKellar Park. And then last up, ANUFC against Cambria Ventus Saturday, June 24th, 3.15 p.m. at South Oval to wrap everything up in the CPL for round 11. Michael? Some very interesting matches there uh, next week, uh, especially in the MPL, because we have essentially both teams that are tied first playing each other. We have both teams that are essentially third and fourth, both tied third, though. Then we have fifth v sixth, only three points uh, between them. And then we have seventh v eighth with four points between them. And that could be crucial for either one of them in terms of their bid to stay up this season. So... Even though next week we're officially at the halfway point in the season, or sorry, a little over the halfway point, my bad, in the season. What what like what are like you couldn't really match it up. I think when we had Russ on, not the last time we had him on, maybe two or three times before we had him on, he mentioned how it all lined up. Now it even lines up even more because we've got teams that are very crucial a little more than halfway in the season. Yeah, that's right, Matt. You you're absolutely spot on with what you just said. There's crucial fixtures that will take place, yeah, like you said, particularly in the MPL this coming weekend. And it's going to do a lot in terms of the story 
four, top four, particularly, you know, Tuggeranong United and West Canberra, you know, you've got four points between them at the moment, but if Tuggeranong are able to extend that gap to even seven points, it's going to make West Canberra's task even more difficult to try and get themselves off the foot of the table. But if they're able to win that match, it means there will only be one point off Tuggeranong. So there's a lot riding on that particular fixture, but all the other ones, including, uh, you know, the MPLW and CPL fixtures as well, mm. there's some fantastic action like there always is each and every week. So we'll be sure to break it down next time we're on for another show. And I can't wait to get into it. It's going to be some very, very entertaining uh, football. There certainly will be. And once again, that MPLW feature, I'm sure that'll be the feature that's commentated on. Gungahlin United against Canberra Croatia, both tied third place there. That's huge. Either one of them could break away there or it could be a draw and it stays the same. So it'll be interesting. And then, but then that would mean they might be falling behind the other two. So there's so much going on there in that one as well. Can't wait to break it all down with you guys next week. Thank you so much, everybody, for tuning in to episode 83 of the Canberra, Canberra Football Show. Enjoy your weekend. And as always, most importantly, enjoy the football.